You are listening to part two of the Putty Couch podcast presented by the Seymour Putter Company, Jim Grunberg, Brandon Choate, and the club champion Master Fitters continue with their discussion. Enjoy. And I think you mentioned even beginning golfers. I mean, we know right now that there's a ton of women getting into the game. There are a lot of beginners that are excited about golf and they want to get in. Now, club champion isn't just for somebody that's already been a golfer for 20 years, right? I mean, tell us about how somebody just getting into the game could benefit by coming to club champion. Right. I mean, with with golf, it's the it's the only sport that you want to play the least amount, right? You're happy with lower scores. You know, we have people that come in that can shoot in the 60s, and we've had people that are brand new to the game, love the game, aren't great at it, but they want to take it seriously. They're shooting 120 on a good day. But any sort of club, you know, specifically a putter, they could miss three fairways, four fairways, but they can think automatically what holes or what greens they're on where they one putted, or they were 45 feet out and they left it at four inches for a tap and for a two putt. Um, when it comes to that, it's a lot of new the, golfers. Some of their first great experiences are good putts, is what you're saying. Yes, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. you can you you can get done around, and then you can go right to the putting green. You know, you're not going to be if you're tired from that round of golf. You go right to the putting green right after in practice. You know, driving range. You just played and swung 120 times. Let me go to the range and swing more. No, it's not necessarily going to be great for you, and you're going to be feeling it the next day. <coughs> you can putt for hours on end. It's yeah. just going to hurt your back. Yeah, if it's that's what you do. What about women getting into the game? Great. It's great. Yeah. As long as they have a chance, right? I mean, it used to be husband takes the set, cuts it down. Horrible. What, yeah. what chance do they have for great success? And so get in the club champion early, don't we? Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, in fact, right before I left to come down here, I had a brand new golfer into the game or her husband. Um, you know, they, they started at least with a starter set, right? Sure. Cut down steel shafts. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, throw off balance and everything for her. But, you know, they had started playing during COVID. And, um, you know, she was really, really serious about it. Um, I forgot what sport she played, but she was strong. She had some good mm-hmm. club head speed. And when we started dialing in shafts and heads and, uh, you know, things that she could handle, it was great. And she had more club head speed than this, you know, Lady Cobra mm-hmm. set, you know, 45-gram driver shaft. Which she was and, just playing with. Oh, just playing with. So... She's so, so excited to get her clubs, mm-hmm. uh, but at least, yeah, she, she has a chance, right? Um, you know, did he cut it at the right spot, right? right? You know? awesome. Well, yeah. she's this tall, let yeah. me just cut yeah. it here, you know? Yeah. Uh, so giving, giving them a chance, you know? Juniors, mm-hmm. a lot of kids. I think, I think to that, that point that a lot of people out there don't know, and just because we're all in the golf industry is mainly why we know this, but... Ultimately, the, the issue to what he's describing is you've taken, you've taken a set of clubs that were designed for X swing speed that A, a man can usually easier, easy, more easily achieve, and then you've shortened it, which is not making it any easier to swing in all actuality, when those of you who don't understand that, that's fine. But what, you, what, what the goal there is, is to get you a shaft that is right for your swing speed and type so that the the kick points and all of the, the performance in the shaft is actually giving you the same benefit that if you could swing it as hard as a man, you would get the same result. Thus, why we have 8 million different shafts out there and flexes and kick, kick, kick points. Honestly, would you guys agree with in full swing clubs, 
the shaft is almost more important than the head. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think a lot of people yeah. lose that in the game of golf that, hey, the, the club head is more important. And, and, and yeah, I mean, if you're a newer golfer, you shouldn't probably hit blades versus a larger cavity back iron because of forgiveness and you're going to shoot better scores probably. But that shaft is way more important than that club head. And, you know, there, we're, we're starting to enter that world in the, in the putter realm now with all all sorts of different shafts that you can think of out there and and yes when the benefits are there they're just not as as easily seen and felt because we're not putting the same type of torque onto a putter shaft as you are a full swing club so but that's that's where the fittings go they start shooting up for for the golfer is is when you start dialing in those things that you actually need that you don't that had no idea you needed and the, those are the easy like chain shaft i just now gain distance straight uh you know tighter dispersions and better spin now so yeah i'm shooting way better scores and i'm having way more fun that's what this is all about yeah. is yeah. shooting more score lower scores so that you have more fun playing the game what i think is awesome is going to the golf shaft side of things full swing it's it's almost like the shaft's the engine, right? If you're going one way and you're, you're dancing with somebody, you guys have to be on the same page. So uh, it all comes down, in my opinion, to like marketing. So you go online, you can look up any golf shaft that we carry and you can read about it. Okay, high launch, low spin. Well, let's see what that shaft does with you and your tempo and your reaction rather than just falling into this, this rabbit hole of reading about what is supposed to happen. Because exactly. I'm sure everybody in here can say, okay, we handed somebody a high launch, low spin and it went low and launched like crazy. So, or something like that. So it's just all comes down to what's actually going on when you get in your hands. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody, nobody, especially in full swing, but definitely even in putting, nobody <laughs> puts or swings the club exactly the same. So just because you think that you look or swing like X buddy doesn't mean you need the exact same things as your X buddy does. You need to fit what you is right for you and you alone, nobody else. Or worse, uh, you know, swinging like a pro. Absolutely. I, I feel like I swing like Tiger Woods, so, you know, I should be playing those old Mikey Blades that he used to play. Um, yeah, I think expectation level for golfers is definitely over the, over the span of golfers as an entirety. I think the expectation level for all of them is higher than what is actually reality. And... I don't think that's a bad thing for golf. I think it's good. I just think more people need to realize that because of that, that should drive them to go to get fitted as opposed to let's go buy new clubs. I think too many people have too many things in their garage of sets of clubs, irons, drivers, shafts, wedges, whatever it is. Yeah, there's plenty of people out there that have 20 putters because like we've just discussed, it's more common for a guy to go in, hit five putts, he made all five. You know what? This uh, this is what I've been looking for my whole life. And then two weeks later, he's right back in the right same there. store looking at something different. And ultimately, he goes into his garage, you know, the next year, and there's 12 putters sitting there. And it's like, wait a second. That's not how it should be for anybody. Not new, not, not super experienced, not pros. That's not how it should be. So... To kind of piggyback on the putter side of things, you know, we obviously have Sam and just like you guys, so we know the numbers and, and then we kind of dive into the field. But the biggest thing that I see a lot is people walk in with 
really large scoring line or alignment aids. And when I stand behind them, just, you know, give my two cents of where they initially line the ball. And then you, we have the ability to hand them, you know, maybe they, maybe they aim better three, four, six degrees better with, uh, with something that's directly in front and it's a much smaller line or something just connects their, their vision. And they always think that, okay, maybe the line needs to be three balls or six inches long to gonna have the best chance to knock it in. Right. So sometimes it's opposite of what, what you Absolutely. think. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, the Seymour fitting system that you have in your stores, you know, is, is, is cool because it also brings the grip into play. You know, you can interchange um, the same potter with an oversized grip or a thinner grip. And, you know, that, that's a, that makes a huge difference in the putting stroke, depending on how that golfer grips the club, whether it's too tight or it's loose. And, you know, I know there's been, you talk about marketing, you know, there's a lot of reasons why you might want to buy a brand new grip. Hey, it's bigger, it's longer, it's, it's, it's shaped different. And in the end of the day, all those variables, you know, that's a component that's very, very important, like tires on a car, right? That, you know, for some people, it's, it's going to work better with a thin grip and other people may benefit from a fatter grip. Some people, you know, there's so many different ways they hold the club. We see saws and claws and we see cross-handed and we see traditional and we see, I mean, everything that you could ever come up with. So it's important when you're, you know, there's a lot of components in there and um, golfers can start to see, you can help them hone in on consistency. And once you start with a consistent, as you said, uh, consistency in the address and in, in, in being square and in aiming, then everything else is going to be set up for success. Well, and ultimately, you know, you look at what you were just describing in the grip section, for example, and you know, the benefit that you guys all have is you have, we'll just use random numbers, five heads and five top shafts to make 25 different options technically. So the benefit there is, hey, it's not, I've got this putter and I tried that grip and I really like that one, but it's on a blade right, and I'm right, using right. mallet. Yeah. Well, as soon as you put that on your putter, it. It, it, that may totally change how you, it feels in your hand. Uh, you know, there's so many dynamics built into the putter that are working against the golfer to then gain added tension and pressure into the wrists and hands where we don't want it. And a lot of that can be from the grip. So to the point, another model that, or another model of fitting putters, you may have the five putters and five different grips. Well, they like this putter, but that grip. Well, hey, we can throw that on there, perfect. Well, maybe it's not the right one for them when they couple it with that putter. So giving you that flexibility to say, okay, well, let's see what it feels like to you on that. Um, you know, I think that's a, a added benefit to you guys. And you know, that's why we created the ClickFit system was for you guys as fitters to have the ability to quickly do that as opposed to doing it the old-fashioned way so and I, and I think listen just as partners here and and you know if if the grip all of a sudden you know if, the, if if we've got other grips and it's not on the right click at the right time whatever you know what go throw it on I mean when we're working with tour players and we're working with top amateurs I mean again it's it's the price of doing of, of getting it right so just know that we're here as well so that, you know, if all of a sudden you guys want to contact us and say, I think I need one extra of everything. So, because there are times, or maybe that you fit a guy um, or a woman for a putter, they get it, 
that might be the first fine tune. Hey, let's come back a little bit later and see if, you know, if we couldn't even fine tune that even a little bit more by maybe going with one grip that was slightly larger or slightly smaller because it all, it all really does work together as one unit. Um, and, uh, you know, what, what, when a golfer comes in there, what, what are some of the, what are some of the misconceptions? What are some of the myths that you hear from golfers about putting? I mean, when you when you hear somebody bring up their putting, I mean, do they think they're great when they're not? Do they think they're better than they are? Do they, do, you know, what what are some of the mindsets that that golfers have um, when you first start discussing putting with them? I would probably say the first one that comes up more times than not is that I want to be straight back and straight forward, which is physically impossible as putting. Right, it, you, there has to be an arc. Um, so when you give these guys, you know, we're trying different putters or you know, trying different things. These are fake. They're manipulating. They sometimes feel like they have to manipulate their swing to make that putter work, or they have to tweak it. Or it's more of like, hey, you do you. We've got tons of options. We're going to find something that you could work with you, not against you. So it's got to be the. I've got to be straightforward or straight back, where it's you know, you're on, you're working on an angle. And so that's that's a huge thing in putting because obviously, um, if there's a misconception right up the right off the bat, that their goal is to try to keep it straight back and straight through, that requires a lot of manipulation, right? And right. so you can show them that and you can say, you know, putters are designed to work in another way. They're, most putters are designed in some way to help you along an arc path. And yet they've, they've, the industry puts it out there, right? They try to adapt one idea in a, in a category where it doesn't belong and you know straight back and straight through just yeah i mean it it seen it feels more accurate straight back and straight through you know like wow that's got to be the most accurate but as you said you can show anybody and once you can show them some of the myths that maybe they believe in then i think they're going to be more open-minded to say well whoa you know the, the first thing that i thought about the punting stroke isn't really that way i'm standing to the side of the ball there's a very slight natural arc even though from our own eyes, it, it may be straight because it's on the, it's what we call it's on the natural swing path, which, you know, is, is it's just slightly arced. But this is, this is once you, I mean, it's important, I guess, to be able to address some fundamental realities with your, with your clients before you get into the fittings. Right. What's another myth that, that you guys hear? I think the big one is always is that they're not good enough to get fit. And so that goes, not good that, enough that, to get fit. And that goes across the board. Like even though putters are smaller, smaller sure. strokes, smaller swing, not. less technical, you know, yeah. like physical errors you can make. But what it really what happens a lot of times uh, the whole time is, you know, going through Sam Lab, it puts out a lot of parameters and numbers and at the very end it'll spit out an average of, you know, you know, how consistent is your stroke? And most of the time amateurs numbers they're a lot higher than they would probably expect for themselves. But really what's happening is that you've been fighting this putter that you you know, quote, quote, like look of, you got hot with. Yeah. But even though that might be true, you've been fighting it this whole time. And so you're actually a lot more consistent than you think. You've just been working against the putter that you have in your hands. So now we get you something that's properly fit, complements the stroke that you're making. You'll be, you'll be surprised how consistent you actually are um, with your overall putting stroke now that you have something that's complementing what you're doing. I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think to kind of combine those two along <laughs> with what Jim was talking about as well is I think ultimately golfers need to have more open-mindedness, especially if they're looking into a fitting. I think in general they need to have more open-mindedness in the getting into the fitting world because A, they may not think they need it on the good side mm -hmm. or the bad, either one. Or they might not think that they're ready for it yet because they're not good enough. Well, in both those scenarios, 
ultimately for Manor golfers, I know from a putting side for me here at Seymour, there's never been a person that has walked into our doors that I don't feel like we can help become better at putting. So to the same point for you guys, ultimately, no matter what they think, they, there's always something that can get them better. They can always do something a little bit better. And I think that's where golfers need to have that open-mindedness to say, well, I'm not just going to use this putter because I see 50% of the field on TV using it. Or I'm not going to use this putter because Tiger Woods uses it. Or whatever the reason is. Get a little, get a little bit more open-minded in what you have and what you should have and what is right for you. I think that's a big hang-up for a lot of golfers. Do you find that you're finding misinformation? Like golfers, they've just talked amongst each other so much or they've, they've, they've used other sources and so they, they have a bit of a mind block in terms of what they... Do they try to tell you sometimes like where they think they are based on the marketing or are they in general coming in and saying, no, you know what, somebody used the doctor analogy. I mean, that does make sense, right? I mean, if I'm going to get eyeglasses or if I'm going to get, you know, special running shoes or whatever that, you know, they have to be fit or, or I'm not, it's not going to, I'm not going to optimize my performance. Um, well, you're never going to tell the surgeon, right. uh, I think you should do, make the incision. Right, yeah. right, yeah. right, right. But you do fight that a little bit, right? For, for, oh, for, sure. for every person that walks in, uh, there's one person that says they do this, and then we can see it's the complete opposite. And then there's that the other person that's completely right. Got and they are yeah. more, more of the time, it's that person that's been playing golf for 30, 40 years. But new guys, as you mentioned earlier, with the, the new wave of golfers coming in, doesn't matter, man, woman, you know, our, with all our fitting system, you know, we full swing clubs, we have 65,000 plus combinations. Wow. We, wow. It's, yeah. it's out there. Yeah. You, yeah. No matter any skill level, yeah. it's out there for yeah. you. Yeah. Putting's the same way. Yeah. I, on our putting green, I think we probably have somewhere around 50 or 60 demos. Yeah. And people ask, well, why do you have so much? Because yeah. no two swings are exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. yeah. And that uh, brings up another point to the kind of the cutting down and to the ladies and to the, to the kids of the world. Like, they should be fit. Um, now, again, the flexibility of what we have now of all the different types of shafts and everybody makes a kid's shaft or the, the type of flex that is needed for a child, you know, that, that's different than it used to be. But, you know, a lot of guys are in that same boat. Let me just chop down what I got and let him figure it out from there. And, you know, a lot of times you're putting your child behind the eight ball because he's fighting something that he doesn't need to be fighting. Thus, he then learns tendencies to fight against. And when he gets into what he needs to be in, putter, full swing, he's doing something that is for something he shouldn't even be using anyway. You know, for your fellow fitters out there, I mean, I don't know. You guys, I mean, what... What have you learned, I mean, you know, so far, you know, about the putting, you know, we focused a little bit since that's our whole business on, mm -hmm. on putting. I mean, are there any things that stand out to you guys about that were sort of like, oh, yeah, that, you know, even as fitters, I mean, again, it's easier for us. I mean, we're only concentrating on one of the 14 and you guys have 14. Are there, are there any ideas that you guys think you'd like to see elaborated on or, or, or made sense, to, you know, particular sense to you guys? I would say the only one, and this is speaking on what John said, is you are more consistent than you think you are. So with your guys' system of you know, hiding the red dot, yeah. things line up well, yeah. your hands and everything will follow through more consistent than you think. Yeah. It starts with a line. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. And with your click fit system, I think it's a huge benefit because if I went around and asked everyone in here, hey, how's this putter feel? If you rolled through, you're going to tell me all about like the impact where I feel like the my neck of the woods in Florida 
you know, 75% of the time, they're like, oh, the script's, not, I don't like the script. Like, they, they don't tell me anything about impact, and I'm asking that question for impact, but they're just like, oh, the script's just terrible. I'm like, oh, well, let me switch it. Switch yeah. it out. Yeah. yeah, so that's a that's a big advantage. Okay, sure. yeah, yeah, good deal. Well, again, I mean, just, you know, we think, I mean, we, we, we love, we love, uh, all thought that goes into putter fittings, you know. Mm -hmm. So again, we we welcome. We know there's a lot of great brands out there, and there's some, um, you know, club champions got it all. I just think that uh, what the consumer needs to do is understand, you know, while they may not have heard of Seymour, I mean, it's you know the greatest putting performance in U.S. Open history. Payne Stewart wins in 1999 U.S. Open after switching to a Seymour putter. 20, you know, 24 putts in the final round at Pinehurst, which it's hard to do 40 putts at Pinehurst, mm -hmm. and. Uh, Zach Johnson, you know, one of the greatest putters of all time, you know, 13 tour wins for a guy that was not even projected to be in the top 1,000 based on his putting. And, you know, golfers at all levels will tell you that once they've gone to a putter that can eliminate variables, our rifle scope technology, they tend to get better over time. And so, mm -hmm. you know, just if you haven't heard of the brand, don't let that be a distract, don't let that deter you because it has plenty of credentials. But again, we're not saying that everybody's paying Stewart or Zach Johnson. What we're saying is use it for the same reason they used it. Even as professionals, they thought they could benefit from having a reference point, from having an indicator that gave them one extra level measure of consistency. Because what Zach Johnson told me one time was, you know, he knew that his stroke was, was good, and he knew that he was set up square, so he could then focus on what he called the more artistic part of the game, the more athletic part of the game, which is getting the feel for getting the right um, speed and distance, mm -hmm. because he felt very confident that he didn't go up there wondering if he was aligned properly. And so I think there's something to that that any golfer could benefit from, because putting doesn't, it doesn't stop with a great fitting putter. That's when it gets really fun, and that's when you can start to look at, how am I going to make this putt? Absolutely. I think, I don't remember exactly what the percentage is, but it's, it's a very, very high number, like above 80, maybe like 84, 88%, I, I forget. But I believe that the, the, the stat is, is that a very high percentage of, of uh, your putts go in when they start on the right line. That is so important from an alignment standpoint, which is where Seymour, you know, enters into the, the field as the leader. Because if you're not aligned properly, or let's just use a couple of examples, you're aligned improperly. Well, you're probably aligned improperly on 18 holes, which probably means you're aligned improperly on every single putt and all, also differently on every single putt. So if you do not have a basis point, of how you got the ball started on the right line, then how are you going to repeat it over and over and over? And that's where the consistency, the alignment aid, the, the setting up in the same spot is going to then produce you to hit the, the correct starting line more often, which is then going to result in more putts made. So, you know, that's, that's such a big piece of, of the pie that, you know, I believe and all everyone here at Seymour believes, but I think that the club, club champions of the world, people that are doing fittings in the world, they, they understand it, but I don't think all golfers understand it, how, how beneficial a system. And you know, I was talking with somebody the other day, how few amateur golfers have a routine on the putting, on, on the putting green. And I don't, you don't, everyone doesn't have to have the same routine as Tiger Woods or as each other, 
but having some routine that you go through every single time you putt is just adding to consistency. No matter what putter you're using, mm -hmm. that's going to help you get set up roughly the same way and give you a better chance of getting that ball started on the correct line and thus making more putts. So, you know, I think that's something that every, every golfer needs to start be thinking in the back of their mind. Let, let me have a routine. On the putting they game. do with all the other clubs exactly the so you know most why people, not the most important yeah, most people <laughs> either stand behind or next to the ball away from a little bit and take a couple practice swings pick a line pick a line and then they go not everybody realizes that it's ultimately roughly the same thing on the putting green so you know it's just there's there's less margin of error roughly uh, to to deal with yeah. so I would just say to our listeners, of course, uh, and, and you know, you, you may have been driving by a club champion for the last couple of years in your town and not even understand what it is because it doesn't scream golf shop or golf store or buy equipment here. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a very confidential sort of private environment where people can come in and work with an expert in a very comfortable environment without feeling like, you know, that they're under a microscope, but with the feeling that they've got an expert that's there to guide them. And um, you know, I think the Club Champion logo is a great logo. Once you see that it's there, look for it. There's a hundred locations out there. Um, there's a tremendously uh, trained staff out there that want to help you play a better game. Um, you know, we're honored to have you guys here today to show you a little bit about what our little part of the world is. And, you know, I think, um, you know, from a Seymour perspective, a brand like ours wants to get into a consideration set you know where at that point in time you now have the ability to say well let's try some things and the Seymour putter is probably going to be one of the most different looking putters that you've used because you haven't in general used a straight shaft putter that goes in near the center of the head um, but you know if you can imagine another sport if you're a pickleball player or a tennis player or any other you know sort of ball sport at the you know typically at the end of the handle right in the middle is where you want to hit the ball and it goes straight in. And so there, there are some logical, um, make sense sort of things about that look of a putter. It's just that, um, believe it or not, one of the reasons why there's not more straight center shaft putters is there was a long period of time in golf where actually the USGA had deemed that to not be um, a conforming putter. So people don't realize that, but um, that, you know, they, they felt that would make it too easy to putt. And so um, it then came back into the, uh, you know, it came back into to being on the approved list. And a lot of tour players, a lot of great players use them, but a lot of golfers don't get much exposure. So uh, the cool thing about a Seymour putter is it's different. And so whatever else you want to test out there, put that into play and see, see how, how it fares. So anyway, well, we, we really appreciate having you guys on. Uh, this edition, the world's largest podcast today, uh, The Putting Couch, brought to you by Seymour Putters Tour Team, and in this particular case, the great fitters of Club Champion Golf Squad. Check it out um, wherever you are. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you joining us. If you haven't subscribed to the show, make sure you do wherever you're listening. Be sure to leave a rating and review because that's how we get the Putting Couch podcast content in front of more people. Also, take a screenshot and share it on social media and tag us at Seymour Putters or hashtag Team Seymour.